Blog Talk Radio. Black free thinkers, where we walk by sight with a bright flashlight to illuminate night. Free thought, we don't walk by faith in the lost mind state, cause it's not quite safe. We don't recruit, we're not peers from a church, so don't be spooked, we're not here to convert. The only truth is not pulled from a text, show me proof that's not good after death. This is the challenge to think for yourself, break it out of the bottle and speak what you felt. 310-982-4273 to get through A venue for community and this is the zone If you'd like to speak with Kim then pick up the phone 310-982-4273 to get through The next tree branch is Rainer and it's best you listen to Reason, science, and skepticism It's loaded with straight facts, inspiring and dope She can make Bill Nye retire with lab coat Humans are hilarious and every other Friday I'd like to hear commentary on culture people So I hit up Super Mario and bring in Emmeline To discuss why we're capable of ultra evil It's normal for my brain to have a two-way street But if there's collisions, well then you got to just mention it And don't be afraid of where the truth may lead Ignoring your position of cognitive dissonance When Father Teresa preaches, it's hard to stop So Kim paired me up with Alfred in the barbershop I have a extended family and all these places now As the free thought tree pollinates around this is the challenge to think for yourself Break it out of the bottle and speak what you felt 310-982-4273 to get through A venue for community and this is the zone If you'd like to speak with Kim then pick up the phone 310-982-4273 to get through Where we walk by sight with a bright flashlight to illuminate night We don't walk by faith in a lost mind state Did you miss me? Did you miss me? Well, if you did, I'm back. It is Mario Ultra Evil, and I'm back with my cute little co-host. I was, was I was beautiful, cute. then I was lovely. Now I'm cute. See how I've been, I'm I'm being demoted, you guys. <laughs> yeah, buddy, buddy, buddy. But you know, it still applies, and they're all confident and whatnot. Um, <laughs> hope I talked to you about cutting your hair. Oh, no, 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 I'm good, yeah, it's still there. <laughs> okay. Have a, happy Friday, everyone, and happy Valentine's Day for those who celebrate it. And, you know, and, and think about thinking about Valentine's Day, I want to give y'all a little bit of help for your Valentine's Day evening. I'm single, so I ain't got to worry about this shit. So, But I'm going to give you a few pointers, especially a few ideas for what you can watch tonight and what you should. It's only going to take a minute. All right, horror movie. Because that's the only thing that counts. My bloody Valentine, you might like that. Uh, Candyman, because this guy, you know, is a black slave who was murdered, became came back as a disembodied spirit who kind of murders people in a low, low, low-income black neighborhood and finds some type of obsession with a white woman who he then kind of, you know, coerces into doing a few things she probably shouldn't, and she ends up becoming a disembodied spirit herself. You might like that one. Then there's also the stepfather, because he's really in love with his family, but goes ape shit. And then um, you might like uh, 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 what's the other one? What's the other one? It's the uh, 
um, Nightmare on Elm Street. This, this is all random out there. Do not watch Titanic because this is not a love story. That's some bullshit. Let me tell you why. This woman met this dude. She knew him two days <laughs> and fucked him. And then he ended up dying because she didn't want to sit on the fucking boat. And then it's supposed to be some miraculous love story for this privileged white girl to have with think her whole life is fucked yeah, up. Yeah, I was wondering people when, when other people were going to bring this up. The fact that if Rose yeah. had stayed on the lifeboat like Jack asked her to, he could have been the one on the piece of plywood, and they could have both lived. I also want to point out the fact that there was plenty of room for Rose and Jack, but that that heavy contraption of a dress she was wearing was why he had to drown. Right. And another thing, another thing, this is a movie about a privileged white girl on a boat full of people who are pretty much guaranteed to die if the boat goes down because they are low-income people. You know what I'm saying? And they also want to be late. Like a, a woman has a deep ocean of secrets in her heart and everything. So fuck this girl, this girl's father. I was really in love with this dude. I only knew for two days. So, you know, mm-hmm. and um, Romeo and Juliet is pretty jacked up because they, you know, the ending of that movie, you know, you don't need one. Now that, that now that Mario has vented his very, very long-held, deep-seated frustrations at the movie industry, <laughs> uh, we can get into tonight's show. You want to kick it off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to lead right on into the uh, Michael Sam um, controversy, which really shouldn't be a controversy, but uh, you know how things are with bigoted-minded people and whatnot. Now, in case you've been living under the rock, Michael Sam is the uh, NFL prospect who uh, came out as gay. And apparently that's all. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it's a big deal, and I put that in quotes, big deal, because he would be the first openly gay um, um, NFL player. And I put emphasis on openly gay. Exactly. Because, yeah. Yeah, let's not be, let's not delude ourselves with the hundreds of people that have played NFL in in, in the past, and the many the hundreds that are playing presently were all heterosexual. Let's not let's not go down that road. Yeah, I mean each team is allowed to have like what fifty players or something like that, and they're like thirty two yep. teams, so it's like over sixteen hundred players. And you you're not thinking at least one of those guys. I mean, you you're talking about a, a sport in which one man must bend over in front of another man and grab a ball. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we've been doing this for like what, 50 years, and there's not somebody getting getting turned on by that. And this, you know, anyway. So um, yeah, I I find it to be well. There were a lot the, of people. There were a lot of people that went pretty hard on Michael Sam. Um, yeah. Um, concerning what he, you know, his coming out. And I'm going to get to that in a second, but um, what really bothered me was Michael Sam's father coming out and telling everyone how embarrassed and ashamed that he was of his son, disappointed that his son was gay. Now, this is a man who has dead, deceased, and incarcerated children, but he's ashamed about his son who is gay. Um, Right. Yeah. Um, I think there's a serious issue of priorities um, with his father. Um, and, you know, the people on Tumblr have pretty much gone wild and crazy and lost their damn minds um, um, about um, Michael Sam's coming out. And they pretty much use every um, bigoted slur you can think of 
um, to, you know, kind of go in on him and talk about how, you know, he is, he is, he's, they're basically making it seem like he is ruining the sanctity of football because it's just this pure, holy sport. Mind you, there have been NFL players, NFL players who were cruel animal abusers, who were, um, right. who are, who are rapists, so many of those. Right. Um, even killers, okay? Right. And but he's ruining right. the sport for everybody. Um, right. Um, right. Actually, I'm going to read you some of the best and worst reactions to Michael Sam's coming out. Um, I think Progress did a whole article about it, and it really is glaring um, because you know you you and I really don't <coughs> associate with that type of person who has that type of bigoted mentality, and it's really easy to forget sometimes that these sort of people do exist. Um, One person said, and I quote, there is no room for bigotry in American sports. It takes courage to change the culture. Uh, Another person says, it took a lot of courage to do what he did, and we're behind him all the way. And another person says, I applaud Missouri DE and Michael Sanford's bravery and honesty about who he is. I pray he gets the opportunity to play the game that he loves. Um, I can't wait to cheer for the lucky team that drafts Michael Sam. Personally, I hope he goes to my favorite team, the Colts. And, and here are some of the worst reactions. I don't think football is ready for an openly gay player just yet, said an NFL player personnel assistant. In the coming decade or two, it's going to be acceptable, but at this point in time, it's still a man's man game. To call somebody a faggot is still so commonplace. It chemically imbalance an NFL locker room and meeting room. It would chemically imbalance the locker room to have an openly gay player, this person is saying. Um, there are guys in the locker room that maturity-wise cannot handle it or deal with that kind of thought, said an assistant coach. There's nothing more sensitive than the heartbeat of a locker room. If you normally bring someone in there with that sexual orientation, how are the other guys going to deal with it? It's going to be a big distraction. That's the reality. It shouldn't be, but it is. And these were some of the tamer comments that um, were given out to um, his response, um, to his coming out. Um, you know, people have said much, much worse things than what these people said. Oh, yeah, Again, this have. is an assistant coach, and it's a personnel, it's an NFL personal assistant that's talking. So obviously, um, you know, they're going to be much more um, – careful about what they say. Um, there's, there's, there were much, much, much worse um, reactions to Michael Sam's coming out. And, you know, the, the person who says, you know, we could be ready in a decade or two, but we're not ready now, I don't under, think this person understands the way progress is made. Um, but obviously if no one comes out now, they're not going to be ready in 10 years for an open right. gate NFL player. Someone has to do it. The ridiculous notion that a person must hide who they are because your grown men are too immature to handle it. You know, and let's let's not let's not forget the man is not come. I mean, guys have this whole pathetic little idea that just because they know this guy is gay, automatically that means that guy wants to fuck every guy that he sees. And that they're yeah, somehow I, th- I think that's, by that's something thing. too. That, that's something that really bothers me, um, because most straight women 
no matter how bigoted they are, they don't believe that being around a lesbian is going to make them gay. But for some reason, the homophobic gay men, I mean the homophobic straight men or the self-proclaimed straight men will instantly believe that being around a gay man is something, some you know, will, will, it will give them some contagious disease and then, you know, in five minutes they're going to want to, like, jump on somebody and, you know, go wild and crazy on the next man they see. Right, and, and, and it, 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 it's a ridiculous thing because, you know, I'm reading the article, and this is a, a small excerpt from the article I saw on, on Fox on Sports, and um, these are some of the comments that uh, his father said. Let me get back to it. Um, it said that Sam sent his father a text that said, Dad, I'm gay. Sam Sr. said he was eating at a genius restaurant when he received the news, and he told the Times he was so distraught that he had to leave. I couldn't eat no more, so I went to Applebee's to have drinks. Sam Sr. told the newspaper, I don't want my grandkids raised in that kind of environment. Sam Sr. did mm-hmm. added that he's old school, a man and a, a man and a woman kind of guy, and the idea of a gay mm-hmm. player in the NFL, even if it's his own son, makes him uncomfortable. Sam Sr., who learned the news five days before his son's announcement, was still struggling with his Sunday. But he did tell the newspaper he loves his son and hopes he makes it to the NFL. Now, this is, this is the thing that trips me out right here. I, you know, you have a guy who has accomplished so much, who is not a drug dealer, who is not a criminal of any sort, who is not, does not have a criminal record, is not being some type of detriment and strain to society. He's actually an accomplished athlete who has major prospects to go big in the NFL, and you are concerned about who he's sleeping with? That's the part that yeah. This is what bothers me about that. Well, there are a few things that bother me about his father's reaction, but here's just a few of them. A lot of the common really negative tweets about Michael Samuel included things like, Michael Samuel's father has failed. He raised a faggot. And that wouldn't probably wouldn't have bothered him so much if his own father weren't saying the same thing. You understand? Right. If he had a father that was saying, I'm proud of my son, I love my son, regardless of who he chooses or who he chooses to be with or what his sexual orientation is, um, it wouldn't have that much impact when other people are saying things like your father failed or your father should be ashamed because his father feels that he failed and he is ashamed. And things right. like, you know, he's old school, I think that's really a half-ass way of saying, of giving people the, the, the license to be bigoted. You know, like, oh, you know, they, he's old school. He was raised in, like, the 50s and the 60s and the 40s. If that's a good enough excuse for a black person to be bigoted toward someone who's gay, then it's definitely a good enough excuse for someone who's white to be bigoted against you when you're black. They were raised in an area where, you know, you were called coloreds and you had separate schools. So if I meet a black right. person in their 60s and 70s and they're a racist piece of crap, then, you know, I can't get mad over that because they're old school. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. The, you and, know, you the, know, the, it, just like he's a man and woman type of guy, that person could be, you know, a white colored kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just... It, 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 it brings to home the fact that, you know, and the fact that I am I am glad that so many people, especially a lot of my my Facebook friends, are upset about this and they are supporting Michael Sam and stuff like that because this is what needs to happen. Um, 
but you know, it also makes me. It keeps. It brings a stark reminder to what kind of society we're living in. We play this mm-hmm. whole game of salute the flag and America the beautiful and uh, uh, a land of the free and home of the brave and everything like that. But underneath all that, that's not what's going on because you have the people who are still locked into these archaic ideas of not only race but also sexual orientation and what that means to you in society. I'm a straight man. I'm never going to okay. want to be with a guy. But if this guy over here wants to be with a guy and he wants to marry that guy, that does not affect me. If I want to marry him today, I could do that. If he can marry his boyfriend, he would do that. That doesn't diminish my marriage to him. That doesn't change that. Mm-hmm. It's still good. It's still valid. I was, I'm with her. Why the fuck am I concerned about this dude doing? Yeah, that's what bothers me, too, about a lot of the people that say that gay marriage is going to ruin the sanctity of marriage is two things. How weak these institution of marriage is and how and how um, the – in what context do you view your partner if you really believe that another person's relationship with another separate person, a a third party's relationship with another third party is going to ruin your relationship? Right. It wasn't Elizabeth Taylor married like eight times or some shit? Yeah, Elizabeth Taylor was married eight times. But two of those times were to the same person, so yeah. Yeah, but you know, and you have, I mean, um, you have people like, um, you know, Taylor Swift, and she's kind of America's sweetheart, but the girl's been through like 13 boyfriends in the last, you know, three years, and no one's saying anything, but I bet they'd have something to say if it'd been 13 girlfriends. Right. Right. Um, you know, and, people um, always have something to say when they're going against the, the social, the, social, the socially accepted norm, and that's what really, really, really bothers me about the Michael Sam situation is because, um, you know, he isn't he he's just a young guy. You know, he's trying to play the sport that he loves. He hasn't done anything to anyone, and all of a sudden. Um, he's gay, and apparently that's going to not only affect the way that he throws the football, and it's going to affect his game. It's going to affect the game of those around him, and it's going to affect the atmosphere in the locker room. It's even going to infect, affect the chemical balance in the minds of the players that he plays around. His team, the, the other team, they're going to lose. If any team plays against lose, the fans and the, probably the team will say some crap about, you know, um, if he was on the team, his gayness was distracting them, and that's why they fumbled. And it's really sad right. that we live in a society right. where people are going to say things right. like that. You know, it's twenty, it's twenty fourteen. Get it together, people. Um, right. You really, right. really, really have to think about the sanity of people who would think along these lines. Right, and that, that's uh, that's really going to happen. You know, it's like being the first black player in you know in you know outside of the color league in the National League and stuff like that. Now, anything this dude does is going to be scrutinized. If that team loses, they're going to blame it on him. And there's, I remember um, Ben Roethlisberger was um, was being charged with attempted rape or sexual assault or something like that when he was in the military. There's been a lot of NFL players yeah. that have been accused of and charged with rape. Not but, even when know, they were in the NFL. A lot of them were accused of rape even before they got out of college. And we got a call. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. 843, you're on line. Say something. This is me. 
you know, professional baseball league, um, professional soccer league, been accused of crimes in their college and high school days, and no one cares. You, and you'd be lucky if the accusations they faced in school even managed to surface by the time they're being considered by a major team. Right, right. And they will, they will, they, um, they will try to hide this stuff. Um, a lot of these, a lot of towns, uh, especially you know, from what I heard from friends in uh, the Midwest, and South, and everything, they these people are really serious about their sport. So, mm-hmm. anytime like a, if a woman, if a player sexually assaults a woman, it is you know it is covered up, it is hidden. And the woman is intimidated into keeping her mouth shut. I've heard about this stuff before from friends who, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say too much because I don't want to get them in trouble. But it, it really it, it is it's disturbing to me because, you know, when I see that, if I see somebody who I know for a fact has hurt someone and he's getting off because he might be a good prospect for the NFL and everything like that, I can no longer look at that guy as a man. Yeah. Um, it, it bothers me. Actually, it bothers me just as much um, to see the fans that support them. There's a lot right. of hypocrisy in sports culture, and it's one thing if I see, you know, a, a player accused of a crime and he is he gets off or he settles out of court, um, you know, through the process of judge and jury. However, it's another thing altogether where before or after the case even gets to court, you have the public, you know, shaming the victim and rallying behind this person, not even knowing the information, and just making it seem that because he's a great player that he's automatically a good person. Or even if he's a bad person, he's such a good player that we should look the other way. Right. Right, right. Victim blaming and, and um, all intentional. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know what he said. Uh, repeat it, Matt. She didn't hear you. Hey, Matt. Shit. Matt, are you still on the line? Um, the, the Did we lose him? He's on. Well, no, he's he, he gone. He's gone. I think we lost them. Um, I think we can move on to our next topic then because we we actually spent a lot of time talking about Michael Sam. Um, but um, we wanted to speak about uh, the Zimmerman fight. I, you know, it, it really uh, disgusts me to even say that name, you know. Mm-hmm. I know a guy named Ben Zimmerman. Is, I can never call him by his last name. Mm. Yeah, I know, I happened to a lot of people after nine eleven. They couldn't say the name Hussein. And I actually have a few um um friends of Arab descent who have that name, Hussein. One of them was yeah. even named Osama. Oh man, that guy was screwed. Yeah. It was really it's been it's still it's still a struggle for him to travel. Obviously with TSA and everything it would be an issue. Um but you know, you can't control the name that you were given. Mm-hmm. Um, but Zimmerman, that's not a name um, that I would want to be flashing around these days. However, the person in question, the George Zimmerman, um, the um, man who killed Trayvon Martin, has no problem, um, you know, or no shame associated with his name. And he's trying to do everything possible to make sure that we remember that name. Um, right. If everyone knows, we spoke about it on our last show, and it's been circulating around the web, that he was – um, booked for a celebrity fight because apparently killing teenagers in Florida makes you a celebrity. And the game wanted to fight Zimmerman, and at the at the end he was booked to fight rapper DMX. That fight was canceled. The promoter, who um, it was is still an unknown entity, 
um, you know, said he realized now, after the fact, after the public outcry, that the fight was a bad idea. But now Zimmerman is the Zimmerman fight is back on with yeah. an unselected opponent. Right, some type of uh, European. European of uh, what I, the article I'm, I'm looking at says the European media mogul and solo bottling air I can't pronounce this guy's name would broadcast a fight in a, from an undisclosed location and um, mm-hmm. this guy offered an undisclosed offered, location it would be picketed and protested if they did disclose the location right, right. and he was talking it says that he had offered Chris Brown ten million dollars to fight Drake it said some dude said that this is something he normally does. And my 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 whole big problem with this thing is that you know is that you take you 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 have a show called Celebrity Boxing. That means that that's somebody who is a recognizable figure in media or what have you that has earned earned it somehow, either through some zany antics, movie, music, or whatever. Zimmerman killed a kid. Now, whether you believe he was right or wrong, the fact of the matter is he killed a kid. That's mm-hmm. his celebrity. That's what he is known for. That man, that is not a, that is not something you should be noted, should have any type of notoriety for, or at least have your notoriety, notoriety uh, put on a pedestal or, or celebrated or something like that. This man should not get any rewards for what he did. There should be no, especially yeah. in your whole well, point well, well, that you could yeah, have to backtrack. Zimmerman has been trying to ride this wave of quote-unquote celebrity this entire time. He's right. the one who tried to start carrying himself as a celebrity during and after the trial and was treated as such by sensationalist money grubbers like this fight promoter. Zimmerman went back to the gun um, factory where he bought his gun and had his picture taken with the with the CEO there. Mind you, he wasn't there to buy guns because they don't actually sell them at the man's office. And he had his picture taken there and it was put in the newspapers. Then he painted this quote-unquote patriotic painting and sold it for $150,000 at auction. Not to mention the money that his father pulled in um, um, during his trial by writing an e-book about how black people are the new racists, a book that goes in on everybody from Jesse Jackson to Trayvon Martin's funeral director. Yes, the funeral director. Um, so he's been trying to push his agenda of victimhood and martyrhood during the trial, and now he's pushing that agenda of celebrity afterward. That Don't forget that also, he also rescued a family from a burning car. Um, he, mind you, he was... Um, he was he was he had never, he had left his house after the trial, but he just magically happened to be out of his house at the same time where these people's car was on fire about two blocks from his home. Um, yeah, so he's been trying to stage and maneuver and scheme and even paint his way to celebrity. Now he's trying to fight his way to celebrity in um, mainstream America. So th- this is obviously something that he wants. And, again, you have sensationalists that are kind of riding that wave of ill-gotten um, celebrity and notoriety to, you know, push their own agenda. That guy is a scumbag piece of shit. His whole, his whole point during the trial was that he couldn't fight. That was the whole point mm-hmm. was that he was a, yeah, I c- a I complete can't get pump and a wimp. Right, right. 
And so I mean, the, the fact that it disgusts me, not only that there are people that support him, but there are people who look, at, look upon this guy as though he did something heroic and patriotic. Even after all the lies came out, that I think that I believe, if I remember correctly, I read an article in which the cop, the cop, Staged that whole thing. He called them and let them know yes, about yeah, it. Yes, yeah, it turned out. Yeah, yeah. Um, that whole thing was apparently staged. Um, that's why absolutely no one was hurt. And he has connections at the police department as well because his stepfather is a judge in Sanford, and that's why he knew to leave his house at that appropriate time and be there at that time and look like a hero and you know that didn't work then the painting again he made 150,000 from the painting and he made even more than that um his uh, with a website that his wife hosted to raise money for his child which he didn't need to be raised money for by the way they're just trying to raise um public anger um, um on the side of angry white people and they made over 250,000 on that site um you know to pay for his for his trial. So he made, he actually made, not only killed this kid, but he made quite a bit of money on it. Over 400000 total um, was was made, um, you know, surrounding his actions concerning Trayvon Martin. Right. And, he, and you know, it, it's, just, it's, it's, it's disgusting to me. It's disgusting to me because, you know, there are people who actually believe he did a good thing by killing a kid. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, you know, and I couldn't say anything if 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 the whole thing went that Trayvon had a gun and he fired at this guy and he shot back. I could nobody could really say too much, but the fact that remained exactly the whole point was because there was the whole proven Georgia's point that he saw that this was one of the yeah. the 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 kids that was stealing and breaking into homes. Because why would a seventeen-year-old right. have a gun? But he didn't have a right. gun. You you saw that he didn't have a gun, and you knew that you did have one. Um, right. You know, um, right. I really think restraint should have been used in that area. Even if he had bludgeoned the kid and, you know, and put him in the hospital, I would have understood that before he took his gun out and shot him. Because, you know, right. I would think as an adult you would do whatever it was in your power to not shoot a kid, especially one that isn't armed. Right. Right. I mean, there's nothing in this, in about this guy that could redeem him in my eyes, you know. Not, I mean, because if... I know me. If I accidentally kill someone and I did not truly die me to, it's probably going to ruin my life, especially if it's a child. Okay. I'm not going to be on celebrity TV. I'm not going to be on TV, and I'm not going to be writing books, and I'm not going to be doing these publicity stunts, you know what I'm saying, to raise money based on this horrific thing that I did. I ended a child's life. Parents of that child have now now have to deal with me being in the media spotlight all the time, getting so much wealth and notoriety and, and praise for this horrific thing that I've done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What human being, what true human being looks upon taking the life of a child as something, you know what, I can make money out there. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, man, I just it just disgusts me. And I kind of wish that he'd have had to fight some big 300-pound, six-foot-five, angry-ass motherfucker like Zeus from uh, No Holds Bar. I know you've seen that. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? DMX looks, oh, man, that guy looks pitiful, man. I'm just, 
Yeah, but God, I mean, what crack happened? you don't know about crack strength because these crackheads go ham. They like this. Yeah, this this is a drug God. that makes you thinner and stronger at the same time. It's like being anorexic <laughs> but on steroids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just you know I'm I don't know I'm just this. This is the kind of thing that kind of keeps my whole cynicism about human nature just right there glaringly in front, man, because there are disgusting people on this this planet. Aliens, please do not land here and seek any type of peaceful reconciliation with us. Go ahead and get your business on. All right, um, our next topic is the air colder situation. Now, you know a little bit more about that than I do, so why don't you run with it? Actually, I don't. Uh, I haven't really been following the Eric Holder thing. This is this is uh, um, about him. Um, um, talking about the uh, um, is it related? Hmm. Some of the bills. Um, Eric um, Holder was the one that demanding um, equal rights for the LGBTQ community. Oh, okay. I had read about him. Uh, um, Trying to get felons voting rights back. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, he wanted he wanted voting. Um, um, yeah, he actually was trying to get voting rights back for um, for former felons as well, which is a huge deal because um, everyone knows that when you are a felon in the United States, you lose the right to vote and you lose it for good. And, um, and if you are losing that right over, you know, relatively petty shit like smoking pot. Right, right. What you know, and uh, first of all, you know, um, and I do remember reading an article about this. It um, having, I mean, having you know, known people in my uh, family who have criminal records, extensive criminal records. When you get out of prison, doing five, ten, fifteen years, it's not like you're forgiven. You're not forgiven. That is on your record. People don't want to hire you. People don't want to have anything to do with you, so you end up doing the same thing you've been doing. So you try it again, you're sentenced again, and stuff like that. You end up getting caught doing the things you were doing and going back to prison and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. on top of that, when you when you take away the rights of voting, voting rights of, of felons mm-hmm. and prisoners, think about how many black people are in prison. That's yeah. how many people cannot affect the vote. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's more it's a control thing. As far as um, him, um, the uh, um, Eric Holder having to say gay Americans, you know, should have the same rights as heterosexual uh, couples. Um, the, the fact that you need somebody else to say that, it still behooves me that you know that it's it's necessary, but it still kind of disgusts me that it is necessary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, because uh, the article I was reading touched up on um, same-sex couples having the right to decline to give testimony um, if it might violate uh, marital marital, marital privilege. Um, they can file bankruptcy jointly, and um, they can still, you know, um, get domestic support and stuff like that, alimony and everything like that. And, you know, and it's like if you just say that gays can get married, that means all that shit automatically applies anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a ridiculous notion that they, you had to go point by point to say, oh, well, yo, you know, we'll, we'll say, we'll let them get this. 
and we'll let them get this. And they'll lose it. If I was married to someone, I would already have that stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so you know, um, you know, when I go on my go ahead. No, no, no. Continue what you were saying. When I go on my rants, man, a lot of times I kind of lose track of time. At one point. <laughs> like, it's okay. Your rants are that. epic. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's, it's like I it's like the situation. You know, t- to me, seems to be. I mean, it's much more complex than this. But look at this. I love a fucking cheeseburger. I love a cheeseburger with bacon, onions, lettuce, tomato. Some you love bacon with bacon. Keep it real. Yeah, I do. I do. You know what I'm saying? You like a turkey sandwich. A turkey sandwich made of some rye, kale, and whatever healthy shit that does not taste good at all on that sandwich. That doesn't mean that you are a bad person because you don't like what I like. Why is mm-hmm. that something? But, you know, you got this whole thing in, like, the Bible says, where the Bible says that man sleeps with man is an abomination. The Bible has over 600 sins in that bitch, and a lot of them shit will get you killed. So if you're gonna and if hold you're Catholic, one of them, you have over 700 rules to adhere to. Exactly. So if you're going to hold on to the Bible for one thing, you need to hold on to it all. Hold on to it all. That means that. We need to revive old Sparky in Georgia and start executing people who are cheating and all, all kind of stuff. If you have adultery, that's guess what? That's your ass. It's 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 really a situation where I think a lot of these people don't even believe that anymore. They're just really afraid of change. Right. But speaking of homosexuality, um, this is the next one that I thought we should talk about. Um, and okay. it was a story um, that was published in the Huffington Post. Um, back in April of 2013, and it's been making the rounds on the Internet again. Um, an Italian scientist named Gianpaolo Vinoli is saying that vaccines produce homosexuality. Oh, this is a scientist saying this. Now, you know how many of our Christians and theists in general are anti-science, but they're going to run with this because it agrees with what they're saying, which is that this is not natural. The scientist was arguing that vaccinations produce homosexuality. Gianpaolo Vanoli, who's a 70-year-old scientist, probably senile as hell, journalist and opponent of vaccinations, says that vaccines make people gay. Vanoli, who's a proponent of alternative medicine, recently spoke with Vice Italy's Matteo Lenardon about his ideas. He says, the vaccine is introduced into the child. The child then goes and tries to find his own personality. And if this is inhibited by mercury or other substances present in the vaccine, which enter the brain, the child becomes gay. Problem will especially be present in the next generations because when gays have children, the children will carry along with them the DNA of their parents' illness. Because homosexuality is a disease, even though the World Health Organization has decided that it is not. Who cares? The reality is that it is so. Each vaccination produces homosexuality because it prevents the formation of one's personality. It is a microform of autism, if you will. You will see how many gays there will be in the next generation. It will be a disaster. No, it should be okay to bitch class somebody for saying something that goddamn stupid and you have a PhD. Does he have a PhD? I hope he does not have a PhD. Uh, 
he is a doctor. He's a scientist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that's just, it should be okay with just kicking his ass or revoking his PhD because nobody with that much schooling should be able to say something that stupid. Well, he said it. And the thing about it is um, he is really adamant that about a few things which are scientifically unsound, that vaccinations cause both autism and homosexuality, that homosexuality mm-hmm. is an illness. And he's mm-hmm. going so far as to say that they read, um, you know, via DNA. Like it's, basically he's saying that it will alter your DNA and you will pass along that altered defective DNA to your children. And so we'll have exponentially more gay, larger amounts of gay people as generations go on. And you, you know what you, you, what you said is right. It's like, you know, as much as they reject science, they're going to run with this. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's um, it's one of those situations where um, I'm pretty sure he's one of those people whose faith clashes with his scientific reasoning. Um, we have quite a few um, theists who are in multiple fields of science that are not faith-based, and oftentimes they will do this where they will come upon a piece of evidence that disputes their faith. I'm not even talking about how he thinks that, you know, um, you know, um, um, vaccinations cause autism, but they can actually cause a sexual orientation. Um, and they'll, you know, they'll blame it on on something that mankind is doing, because it's easier than admitting that their their train of thought is flawed and that their logic is faulty. That kind of thought is like when we were talking about Michael Sam's and stuff like that. Is that way of thinking that makes me mm-hmm. think of? Um, like X-Men 3 and the allegory without X-Men 3 and that you have a cure for what these people are. And that some of these people have been so badgered and treated so badly because of what they are that they are really, they're really willing to go through and get a cure for what they are, even though what they are is a part of who they are and what makes, makes them who they are. You know what I'm saying? These people are really, really willing to go get a cure for, for what, for what makes them the person that they have been for so long. And if such a thing that exists, I'm pretty sure the same thing will happen. And, you know, I just, I'm, I find it, I find myself really at odds with the idea that a man of science could pose something so preposterous. And there's no way. We actually have quite that. a few. We have quite a few. Um, scientists predominantly in the United States in fields like um, genetics and biology and, um, you know, everything, pretty much a a lot of fields that have to do with the human body and the human anatomy. You know, I'm not even talking about things like physics or paleontology, but actual biologists and or chemists, um, you know, um, people like this who you know, doctors, surgeons, who will say, who will say things like this. Recently, you had Ben Carson saying that um, um, Vladimir Putin is correct for saying that America is a godless nation. Apparently, it's a new trend now for the religious right and the conservatives to be on Team Russia because Russia has declared themselves an openly anti-gay and violently anti-gay nation. So now he's on that team. Ben Carson is a neurosurgeon. 
he does brain surgery, and this man believes that homosexuality is a sin. First of all, he believes that there's such a thing as sin. He's still believing in the God of fairy tales, even though he has cut open people's skulls and touched another person's brain with his hand. And he's on Team Russia now, and he's saying, you know, um, homosexuality is a disease and it's a lifestyle. This is a neurologist, and this is a lauded, decorated neurologist. This is a brilliant man who's also brilliantly stupid at the same time. Speaking of which, have you been watching the Olympics? I have not. And fun fact, um, talk about people being smart and dumb at the same time, I... Emma Masseau will now declare loud and proud on Blog Talk Radio that for quite some time, I thought we were having another Olympics in Japan because Sochi sounded like a Japanese city. Yeah. <laughs> the day I found out that Sochi was a city in Russia like two weeks before the Olympics started. My bad. I didn't even... I didn't know there was. I didn't know the Olympics was this week until I saw somebody post about it on on um, Facebook. You know, I, yeah, I don't think watched. I've watched. I don't think I've watched the Winter Olympics in years. And the only reason I'm still watching the Summer Summer Olympics is because I'm trying to wait. I'm, I want to see the moment when Michael Phelps becomes a merman in the water, where he can no longer hide his true self and he sprouts that fin. Because yeah, <laughs> he's like superhumanly quick in the water. So I, I, I watched the Summer Olympics for him. I stopped giving a damn about the Winter Olympics back when I was in high school, and figure skating was no longer cool to me. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I didn't really, I, I, my interest It's kind of, kind of funny, up, too, how everybody's, you know, kind of um, on, um, you know, really ignoring the fact that these Olympics are going on in such a hostile, homophobic environment. I would think a lot more yeah. people would have something to say about the Olympics being held in Russia, but, you know, I guess if it's not the sort of bigotry that affects you personally, then that makes it okay. But, you know, I, I, I'm kind of at odds about it because, you know, um, I, on the other hand, I want to support the, the uh, you know, I I am American, let's get that out of the way, but I do feel a little pride when, you know, our athletes go there. I don't have much pride when we talk about the military and other ideas of American imperialism and stuff like that, but when it comes to Olympics, that's probably one of the few times I actually have a little bit of American pride. And I kind of do want to support our, our people that are going over there to win these medals, but at the same time, I can't believe what I'm seeing. I mean, they, uh, you know, about these, not only their policies, but even the fact that the hotels and shit, I mean, it's disgusting. But, I mean, you got, I mean, the whole point of the Olympics, the, the Olympic ring stands for unity. And you're mm-hmm. holding the games in a, in, a, um, in a country that is completely not about unity at all. Mm-hmm. There was that had to be somewhere else to get. Yeah, we could have had it in Antarctica, man. Just send people down there, man. It'd have been cool. Um, it's it's you know <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been a real test of athletic stamina and ability to have it in one of the coldest places on the planet. I think Antarctica would have been a great destination if the camera crew survived it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I really feel that the Sochi Sochi Olympics are doing 
um, a great job of distracting people from the real problem that so many gay people face in Russia. I've been flooded with, with news stories all year long about the violent crimes committed against gay people, especially young gay men in Russia, throughout Russia. Right. Right. It's not, it's not, what, it's one of those issues where, you know, seeing people skate really fast on ice and get, you know, essentially meaningless, um, you know, gold, silver, and bronze medals doesn't change what's actually happening in that country, and no one seems to care. Okay, um, we got a, um, got a call, and it's a Skype call, so... I'm let you know now if this is one of them bullshitting ass troll calls. I'm not gonna waste my time. It's gonna be hang it up. So if you you know go ahead and get your shit ready. But if it's bullshit, it's gonna be it's gonna be dropped immediately. All okay. right, let's hear the caller, please. What's up? Hello. Hello. Yeah. Uh, hi. Uh, hi. I'm not a bullshit call, but I I understand why you would do that. Um, I'm calling. I, I, I'm, I'm calling in because uh, you seem to be mistaken on a few things. Uh, Republicans or slash conservatives did not want to go there. To go okay. where? To the Olympics this year. Okay, I understand that, that, that because that's that Russia. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, they did not want to go there this year. That was mm-hmm. the president who did that. There have been yes. two or three I, I, times. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that the United States wanted to go to Russia. I'm saying that now that Russia's shown its colors to be very anti-gay, the Republican uh-huh. right, a lot of a lot of their 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 head honchos are siding with Russia's stance on homosexuality. No, they're not. They you, what you're seeing on TV, okay, is uh, a, a partial truth. Okay, and and before I go on, let me make clear that I am African American. Okay, I am black. All right, and mm-hmm. uh, and, and so I have been more involved in this than just watching it on primetime television. But what came about here was a series of events where the Republicans and the conservatives had absolutely no choice but to comply. Unfortunately, politics is such a bullshit game that there are things that the Republicans have to stand aligned in, even though they don't agree with, okay? Mm -hmm. And in this particular case, you need to understand, well, let's put it this way. In 1980, okay, we didn't go, okay? Yes, I know. I'm 58 years old, so I'm I'm talking from a place of, of knowledge. I'm not talking from, you know, books. Okay, uh, we took a stand. Um, if this situation, and, and, and I'm not going to lie to you, I am a conservative. I do have my own opinions about, uh, 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 well, I'm not all that happy about homophobia or homophobics, but I do have my own opinions about uh, 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 same-sex relationships. But that's not the point here. The point here is that there is a major merging and confusion between the morally right and the politically right. And to a large extent, we as black people, we are being totally confused, okay, 
by the administration, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, this would never have happened, okay, uh, 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 before o- Obama. If this had happened where Putin um, had said, I'm anti-gay, they would have, mm-hmm. uh, they would have never, it would have never happened. They would, everyone would have said no. Do you know how many gay people from the United States actually are there and have attended that Putin does not know about? Um, I am talking the same as far as as your stance on homophobia is saying stance on homophobia. Or are you are and let me do, I want to be clear. Are you actually mm-hmm. saying that you believe former President George W. Bush would not would have boycotted the Olympics for that reason? He would have George Bush. Okay, and understand. Okay, like I said, I'm black. I'm not stupid. I've been around since the civil rights period, but. In spite of all that was going on, George Bush would not have used, okay, same-sex relationships as a reason to refuse the, to going there, okay? If you take a look at what's been going on between Russia and the United States, okay, you'll see that Bush would have said no because of the games Putin has been playing with the other countries involved. Uh, do we okay, remember? Well, that, that, that's the question that I was asking. Um, I, uh-huh. I, I, I thought you were saying that George Bush would have protested because of Russia's stance on homosexuality. You're no, we don't. They come conservatives. I'm not negating at all that the Republican Party mm-hmm. would have most likely protested the games because of other politics. My only, Absolutely. my only, um, you know, I have my own feelings about about um, Russia, especially. Um, in the current um, day and age, and none of them are pleasant. However, <laughs> um, my big issue, my big issue with the country, um, with the United States right now, is how we have a lot um, more um, progress as far as gay rights, but we still went over to a country like Russia that seems to be regressing as far as gay rights are concerned, and seem to be have become more violent toward their gay population. And um, a right. lot of our, a lot of our liberals and our Democrats aren't saying anything about it, and are actually being distracted from it um, because you know the games are so entertaining. Um, right. I don't. I, I I can't really I can't really argue for or against that because, like I said, I have my own views about uh, gay rights and what that means and what that what that doesn't mean. But what I will say is this: um, that this is that. Uh, what America is becoming today, all right, in terms of uh, liberals and conservatives and Democrats and Republicans is a lot more complicated than what is seen on the surface, okay? What we are, ex- what we are actually experiencing right now, okay, is a, a, a progression, all right, but not in terms of gay rights, but in terms of Jim Crow. Okay, we are mean? we are in. I'm sorry. What do you mean? Hold on. What were you saying? We are experiencing a, a, a reviving of the Jim Crow period. Okay. Yeah. Okay, what, what do you mean by that? Sure I have. I, just let me just make sure what I, that I'm I'm hearing you. By reviving they, the Jim Crow, are are you do you mean to say that we live in an environment that is um more violently racist towards black people? I'm telling you that we that that most black people, most of the younger uh, black people, and and I work with a lot of uh, young black conservatives, okay, uh, from mm-hmm. 18 to 29, 
um, uh, it has been seen over a number of years that Jim Crow is a concept that changes. It shifts and changes with every generation. And what you are looking at right now is a situation where uh, we appear where it appears that we are uh, 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 being given uh, certain freedoms and certain privileges because we are black, because we are female, because we are gay. But in fact, what is taking place is that uh, uh, in, in acknowledging these uh, differences, we're being reined in. Okay, so when you see the liberals who are not, I would have to disagree with you in a huge way on that. I don't uh-huh. think that um, we are experiencing Jim Crow when marginalized groups like women, what do you think? What, is, what does marginalized mean? What does by what marginalized? Give me the definition of marginalized. Give me the definition make, of marginalized. Yeah. To make to make it brief, marginalization in this context would be any group that isn't a a, a wasp male. Whoa, 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 no, no, that's not the definition. I have a master's degree, and I'm hey. working towards my no, doctorate, and that is not I the definition. The definition. Hey, 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 uh, hey. That is not the definition. I understand the, the definition of the word marginalization. I'm, I'm saying how it applies in this context and what I mean no. when I'm using it. What I mean okay. is that we have groups of people in this country who, are, who have thinking, less yeah. rights or, or different, quote-unquote, rights than the main group. Then these groups are given a set of rights or privileges that other groups or another group has always had, then we are not being hemmed in. It is not Jim Crow. It's actually the, the very opposite of that. No, I'm sorry. Oh, That's oh, very oh. wrong. That is, that, is, that is a bad definition, and it has you're been applied badly. Compa- you're, actually comparing, you're actually comparing the fact that women are given more freedoms and that um, homosexuals are being given more rights to the oppression of black people during the You Jim are era. not talking about marginalization. You are referring to a, a, a limited privilege. The, the no, difference what I'm between asking, what, what you're I'm, defining, the question what I'm asking, you are defining. The question, the question I'm asking you, this is my question for you. You said that Jim Crow evolves, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that the current state um, of politics where Liza, you said um, gay people are being given more freedoms and women are being given more freedoms, that this is comparable to the oppression of black people during the original Jim Crow era? Uh, yes. And, and, and believe me, uh, I understand that you don't I, – I, I even understand that you don't see that, so I'll try to give you an illustration of it. Okay. Uh, let's use the term ghetto. What is a ghetto? And see, uh, you have to understand, uh, words have meaning. And so a lot of times what will happen is uh, we will use words and we will apply our own meaning to them. But I'm talking about the actual definition. Uh, you've, you've misused and, and, mis- and, uh, and, and defined marginalized wrong. Do you, do you understand what a ghetto is? I know what a ghetto is, ma'am. And, again, I wasn't trying okay, to define so what marginalized. Is I was trying to tell you how I was using it in this specific context. But you can't use it in – you can't use – these kinds of words according to how you want to apply it. Because the truth of the matter is, regardless of how we use these words, there is someone else who is using it 
okay, who is more powerful than we are, who is using it according to its true definition. You see, that's part of the game. When we as black folk get to define words the way we want to according to our feelings or according to what we see, okay, we, we think we're saying, hey, trust me, I've been doing, I, I used to do it myself, okay, so I'm not putting you down. I'm just asking you to consider that, okay? But when we take words and we place our own definition based on feelings or what we think applies to it, there is always somebody better, higher, smarter, with a, uh, with a more negative intention who not only knows the real definition but is relying on our ignorance in order to further I, I his or her I agenda. I don't, I, don't, I don't too much get that. And it's just, but you know, I, Another you thing is you're saying um, someone Mark, better and smarter and everything like that. I'm, I know someone who thinks they are better or smarter, yes. Well, here's how I feel about it. Um, I do, I do very much appreciate you calling in. However, there are two ways that I feel about on um, this conversation we had. I feel although you were on the verge of what I thought were going to be valid points a few times, you have strongmaned my comments, and you have you are also trying to be a spin doctor and saying a lot. No, no, I'm not. I happen to like. <laughs> I happen to like. Uh, that's not true. I happen to like who you are. And, and I know you don't, I'm sure you don't believe that. I think that you are doing, you are who I want you to be. You are, I'm serious, both of you. I, more than anything else, I want, look, I was around back when it was Jesse Jackson and black people weren't even allowed to do what you're doing. You guys are more awesome than you could possibly ever believe. And more than anything else in this world, I just, want you to take it. I'm, I'm hoping that you will at some point take it a step further because I think you're going to find out that this is more than what you're, what you're saying. It's not about, it, it, it's about power and control, okay? Okay. I, I know you don't believe okay. that, but I just want you to know that. Well, okay. thank you for well, your um, input, and um, thanks for calling in. Um, Mario, do we have anyone else on the line? Um, sure. Let me see. Um, thank you for your call and um, um thank you for your input. Okay, four one zero, four one zero. Yes, he's not on. What's on up? Okay. Um Okay, um shit. <laughs> Wait, what's um, up? What's on? What's on? Yeah, I'm trying to think of, I'm just I'm still kind of kind of processing. I yeah, that. I, I um, honestly I honestly um I, I really wanted to know where she was going with it. I kinda of felt like there was like a conservative leaning and toward the end I felt that there was like a conspiracy theorist leaning. I was really confused by the whole conversation. Um but you know, we got some input and hopefully somebody else got something out of our caller. Um it is a Valentine's night, and we are aware of that, and we have gone through all of our juiciest topics. So, Mario, would oh. you like to help us exit off tonight's show? Dang, did you want to talk about that Michael Dunn thing? Michael Dunn? We want to talk about Michael Dunn? Oh, okay. I really don't want to leave on this note with Michael Dunn, but we're, we're going to go there. Um, for those who aren't following the trial, um, we're talking about Michael Dunn, a teenager, I mean, excuse me, a man 
who shot into a car full of teenagers in Florida. This happened um, less than a year ago, and it happened in Jacksonville, Florida. Michael Dunn was at a, a gas station, and um, he, he walked up to a car full of teenagers, and he shot into the car, um, allegedly because they were playing very loud rap music, and the music made him feel, quote, unquote, intimidated. He fired into the car, injuring three of the children that were in the car, and killing one, Jordan Davis. Now, to add insult to injury, Michael Dunn, age 46 at the time, leaves the scene of the crime, goes back to his hotel room, mixes himself a drink, feeds his dog, and orders a pizza. Doesn't even call the police. The very loud rap music that he heard was not picked up by the gas station's cameras, but his gunshots were. And on right. top of everything else, it comes out during the trial this week that Michael Dunn is partially deaf. <laughs> So what we have is a case of somebody who just didn't like a car full of Negroes um, parked beside. He just felt the oh, need to Oh, and did I mention that the ham. windows of that car were rolled up? Right. Now we, I, I, and, and we've all been in that position in which, you know, somebody pulls up beside us at a gas station blasting a bunch of really obnoxious music. Normally, you know what I do? Finish pumping my gas and leave. Okay? So... You know, the fact that, um, that this guy felt the need to do, go through all that, that I mean, mm-hmm. and then just did not give a shit after he did it, you know, that that, that was a trip to me. That's pathetic. You know, you mm-hmm. just, once again, we have a gentleman situation which you have a young person, I mean, a young person's life is gone because Honestly, somebody else decided it, to be a dick. If the, if the gentleman situation seemed off the wall, this is even more so. Now, mind you, the gentleman's primary defense is that his neighborhood was being broken into, which happened to be true, and he was still in his neighborhood playing um, neighborhood cop, whether or not he should have been doing that. Michael Dunn is a stranger who happens upon strange kids um, rolled in a car with the windows rolled up in the side that he's so irritated by them and by their music that he's going to shoot into the car and then go back to his hotel and not do anything about it. His situation is even harder to win than Zimmerman's was at the onset. However, the, um, he should probably have hope and we should probably have great fear that Angela Corey um, is the prosecutor in this case. Her lackeys were um, prosecution in the Zimmerman case, and you saw how beautifully they botched that trial, and he was able to get off. Right. And I will believe, um, especially if Michael Dunn manages to get off, that she did that intentionally. But his, his primary um, defense here is that he was intimidated, a 47-year-old man with a gun, which he used, was intimidated by a car full of teenagers with their windows rolled up who were not even addressing him. Right, right, right. And it's, it's you know, another one of those vigilante-type situations. You know, I mean, it, it, but it, you cannot tell me this isn't racially motivated. And I'm not going to believe that. And I'm probably one of the people who does not see racism and everything. But... If you can't see okay, it here, it's clearly racism blind. here. Exactly, exactly. If you can't see that, you're blind. I mean, I mean, and I and I experience it all the time. I mean, I get up work at three, four o'clock in the morning, and I sometimes start to pump gas. This guy at three or four o'clock in the morning, blasting the most pathetic rap music I've ever heard. I normally just leave. You know what I'm saying? So, and then you're partially deaf. You can't even really hear it. So. And yeah, the windows are rolled up. Right. 
you just saw a car full of young black men that you just need to shoot. Now, um, I want to say that there's no way he can get off, but I remember the Zimmerman case, so, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and you fired Um, into the car, which means they hadn't even gotten out of it. Um, exactly. Um, he fired into the car, and it was actually because he fired into the car that more of these children were not killed. Because he just fired right. all, you know, he, um, he, he, he fired six shots um, at the um, four kids that were in that car. And as I said, um, the three were injured, and Jordan Davis was killed instantly. And, you know, he, he, had, he showed no remorse during or after when he failed to call the police after leaving the scene and ordering pizza at his hotel room. But he had an emotional breakdown during the trial this week. And, you know, it was the first time anyone saw him cry over it. Um, and um, his, his girlfriend, unlike Zimmerman's wife, decided to testify against him. So that's making the case even harder for him to win or for Angela um, um, you know, for his defense to win. And it makes the prosecution's job much easier. But as I said, Angela Corey um, is um, the prosecution, and she and her lackeys were the prosecution in the Zimmerman case. And you saw how royally they screwed that, almost as if they had intentionally um, decided to throw that trial. Um, yeah. It's a situation where I really, really hope that justice prevails because it's it you know someone um I saw this article today things not to do or not to be in Florida and it was kind of like tongue in cheek but it was kind of sad you know um don't get skittles and um Arizona tea at 7-Eleven while black in Florida don't be a teenager in a car at a gas station in Florida don't be a black person um um don't get in a car accident and then go to the neighbors for help while in Florida. And these are all things that get people have gotten people killed in Florida. Yeah, and you was rapping on ragging on us about this whole snow thing. Yeah, it doesn't snow here, but we have a lot of worship, like you know, being shot up at gas stations in Florida. And I'd like to point out too, he fired at these children at a gas station. Any of those bullets could have gone straight at the gas station. He could have caused a massive explosion at the gas station. Like yeah. How, how, how much of an angry sociopath nut job do you need to be to go, to go off on somebody, literally, at the gas station? Okay, look, I just saw something on Facebook that uh, a story. It says, Idaho bill would allow doctors or cops to refuse service to LGBT mm-hmm. people on religious grounds, you know, don't 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 they take some type of oath for that shit? And I, and I the whole Republican can't think of uh, the goddamn it. Hold on a second, they put one of those damn apps mm-hmm. in front of my damn screen. Okay, and I the whole Republican can't think of anyone in his state who has been forced to render aid to a gay or lesbian person against their will, and he'd like to keep it that way. So you know, based pretty much skimming through this article, basically somebody thinks that a doctor should be able to refuse, refuse uh, aid to an, a person who they believe is gay based on their religion and stuff like that. This is where we're at now. We're, we're at this point in time where people actually think it's okay. You're probably going to let this person die. 
Mm-hmm. And that's that's okay with you. You know what I'm saying? Now I don't know if this is going to actually go through. Well, there are actually, there are like actually quite a few states. There are a few states where you know a doctor can um, refuse to allow, refuse to tell a woman that she is pregnant because he he suspects that she might have an abortion, and that's against the doctor's religious belief. Yeah, you can literally yeah, lie to a woman about her her pregnancy. Right, and, and this is this is what this is the state we're in now. Um, where you know, I don't, I don't believe that with the new Jim Crow bullshit she was talking about and everything. We are making a lot of progress in our society, but we still have a lot, a lot to deal with, and especially stuff like this. In which, I mean, how could you? I mean, how could you, in good conscience, God, you believe your God is a God of love, and you believe it's okay to allow somebody else to suffer or and or die because you don't. Your religious belief would prevent you from from doing what? What I mean, I mean, I don't even know of a scripture in the Bible that says it's okay to not help someone because they're gay. But mm-hmm. you know, shit, man. What are you doing tonight for Valentine's Day? Uh, um, I am going to stay home, make it a Netflix night, and eat a lot more food. Well, let my eyes be bigger than my stomach, basically. Um order more food than I can possibly eat and then um, go to sleep after nursing an upset stomach from eating too much. Awesome, awesome. I'm probably going to go What are you doing tonight? Robo- probably going to see this shitty RoboCop remake just because, you know, I'm single, don't have shit else to do, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, really, I I really don't have shit else to do. So the show. I, I enjoy talking to y'all. I enjoy talking to you. But RoboCop is going to be awesome, I heard. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, well, I, everyone, yeah. it's been it's had it's been a great show, very interesting show. Thank you to our caller who called earlier. Um, she didn't give us her name, and um, thank you to Matt who called before that. I'm sorry that we lost you, and I hope everyone has a fantastic evening. Have a wonderful Valentine's Day, and Mario, I will see you in. Have a good night, everyone. All right. All right. Stay tuned for this Sunday for the uh, upcoming show with uh, um, Kim and um, our topic. Uh, you can find that topic on her webpage. I mean, her on her Facebook mm-hmm. page and or on the blog blog talk radio page, Black Freethinkers. Uh, on blast with Vita Star, I think it's coming up tonight. Mm-hmm. If I believe, if I remember correctly. But as always, stay stay tuned. If you're friends with us on Facebook, you will know when the new show when other shows are popping up. We will share them on our pages, and they will be announced. And you will get a chance to hear someone else ramble on about another topic. And I'm pretty sure you're gonna enjoy it, especially Vita, who has a nice voice. All right. So y'all have a safe weekend. Enjoy your Valentine's Day. Watch some horror movies. Fuck that romance movie bullshit. And we're out. Have a great weekend. Bye. Where we walk by sight with a bright flashlight to illuminate night. 
free thought. We don't walk by space in the lost mind state, cause it's not quite safe. We don't recruit, we're not peers from a church. So don't be spooked, we're not here to convert. The only truth is not pulled from a text. Show me proof that's not good after death. This is the challenge to think for yourself. Break it out of the bottle and speak what you felt. 310-982-4273 to get through. A venue for community and this is the zone. If you'd like to speak with Kim, then pick up the phone. 310-982-4273 to get through. The next tree branch is Rainer and it's best to listen to. Reason, science, and skepticism. It's loaded with straight facts, inspiring and dope. She can make Bill Nye retire his lab coat. Humans are hilarious, and every other Friday, I'd like to hear commentary on culture, people. So I hit up Super Mario and bring in Emmeline to discuss why we're capable of ultra evil. It's normal for my brain to have a two-way street, but if there's collisions, well, then you got to just mention it. And don't be afraid of where the truth may lead, ignoring your position of cognitive dissonance. When Father Teresa preaches, it's hard to stop, so Kim paired me up with Alfred in the barbershop. I haven't... Finish him. Flawless victory.